So this is, uh, it's been a while since I've had a guest, but this is the JT Follows JC podcast. And um, I got my boy on here, uh, Demon Erasers, who's um, lighting it up on TikTok. He's obviously <laughs> everybody's For You page, which is awesome. Praise God. And, totally um, God. And obviously, as soon as I, as soon as I, people were sending me videos of yours, like, like crazy, I connected with, you know, obviously I, I decided to follow you and you followed me back. I was like, oh, cool. And um, yeah, so anyways, I'm super excited to have you on the, on the show. And um, yeah. Yeah. And I'd, I'd been following you for a while on my other account. But when I set up my new account, I was like, oh, shoot, is this guy? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's great. <laughs> so that's good. Exciting. You know, mm-hmm. well, sometimes it's like it's funny because I'm sure mm-hmm. that you probably get into the same space where like once you really start making content, you don't really watch a lot of videos. Mm-hmm. I mean, every now and then people will send you stuff, but I haven't like. I mean, I don't feel, I feel bad sometimes because I don't know who to follow because like, I'm, cause I'm not really, cause I'm not on the for you page and I'm not looking for stuff, but obviously I know that I think I got like, by the second video somebody sent of you, I think the first one was your one about the English, English language. And then the second one, it might've been about, um, I'm actually not even sure what the second one was. It might've been the Buzz Aldrin one, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And then yeah. I was like, I got to follow him because this, he's obviously um, got, a, got, a, got something to say, something interesting to say. Yeah, God's God's given me words to share, and it's been pretty cool. And like, I just, I just am praying. Like, honestly, like every time I do a video, I'm like, God, I'm like, if this video is not of you, make it fail, like fail video. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, and if it is of you, God, like, bless it. Like, that's kind of how I I, I kind of roll with it. It's been it's been an interesting thing. God's just blowing it up. I don't even what? have the stats on my videos. Like, it's it won't give me stats. It's like my videos are just going. <laughs> It's, you you broke you broke the analytics uh, monitor on uh, on TikTok. It's, it appears. Yeah. Like I said, well, I, I want to say that like so you, uh-huh. I looked. I had to look back, and your first video was October twenty eighth. At least that's the, uh-huh. the, the first one that's on there, and you have like one hundred and seventeen thousand followers. I think the last time I looked, but it's probably higher than that because that was earlier today. And uh, yeah, so it's like that's a pretty uh, meteoric rise. So I'd imagine that that God hasn't made too many of your, made too many of your videos fail. Cause they seem like they're all doing really well. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I, you know, what? It, I was, I was slightly popular on the internet and I haven't even told all the people that I, that I was friends with. They don't even know what I'm doing. And uh, like, I, God just straight up told me, he was like, delete your Instagram. And all my friends were like, when I deleted it, um, I, all my people were like, oh, they're like, did he really delete his, cause that was like my life. My Instagram, I was like, trying to be Instagram popular, but like I, I talked about stuff and I got shadow banned sort of. And, uh, so like I would make posts and it wouldn't get as much traffic, but like God straight up just was like, delete your Instagram. And I was like, dude, that's like my identity that I was associated with and like my, my life and everything. And I was like, and I got clients and stuff through there. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, God said, can I not make you more viral than anything you've ever done? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I I guess like, (laughs) And he's like, delete it. And so I deleted it. And then, and then like months later, God was like, I need you to be humble. So that way, when you go viral, it will not be by anything of your own doing, but by my hand alone is what he told me. And I was like, whoa, okay. Like you're saying, I'm, I'm going to get popular with the internet stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to trust you, God. Like maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm delusional, but let's see what happens, you know? And so I deleted it and it was pretty, it was pretty devastating and sad to just erase your identity from the internet. And, but then I, God just was like, all right, 
started TikTok. And within the, the first video was like a little bit of explosion. Next video mm-hmm. was like, boom. And it was just, it just grew. Like God's so awesome. God is literally in control in oh. ways that are beyond what we think. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, even mm-hmm. I had like, I was saying it was, it was funny because it was kind of my, like my TikTok anniversary of like the first TikTok I made. And mm-hmm. I said, I, I had no idea. Like I said, I had no idea that obviously <laughs> I'd be talking to you. I'd, I'd have any kind of, like I said, I mean, just the, the, from, from TikTok, then to obviously start doing stuff on YouTube, like podcasts, you know, like just, to, you know, the avenues that God opens up when it's just like, I feel like that's the cool thing about like, you know, if you hear in the voice of God and he's saying, do this, it's the faithfulness of just doing it. And like, you don't mm-hmm. know where it's going to go from there, but it's like, I guess that was the cool thing I was, I was sharing with people. And I, I was quoting like the, the, I think it was in Jeremiah when it's like, there's, there's nothing too hard for God. Is there anything that's too hard for him? And so it's like, <laughs> yeah. So if, so if he wants to, to succeed, mm-hmm. it will. And obviously, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit of a proof of it. And obviously you're, you're, you're big proof of that, but, uh, mm-hmm. t- tell us a little bit more about like, what, like, what were you talking about? Like, so what kind of social media presence did you have before? And like, what, mm-hmm. why was it hard to mm-hmm. give up? Well, I had, uh, like, well, I mean, like I had a lot of worldly social media presence. I, I mean, like I had, I had sword fought with Logan Paul with lightsabers right before Logan Paul started fighting all the people. And like, <laughs> like, and so like, I, I like, so I found him and we like met and then we hung out for a bit. And then like, so that was on my social media and on his. And so I had some people that recognized me from things and like, and so like, I had a, a few like internet people that were pretty big, like Freddie Wong was like this internet dude from back in the day that made special effects videos. And I was, I had a flamethrower. I made this arm cannon flamethrower that I have where I can like shoot fire out of my hand. Yeah. I make all kinds of sounds awesome. I remember uh, what was the, there was a funny George George Carlin uh, joke about that was like flame flamethrowers was like, is, is proof that, that somebody said, I want to set those people on fire, but they're all the way over there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah for real different terrible but they're too far away so like yeah, i need to i need to invent this thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that makes that makes sense yeah yeah no so i, I just kind of did crazy stuff and and like then you know play with a flamethrower and people thought it was cool and then i just you know it was like my bragging station it was like literally like oh look at me look what i can do like i was mm-hmm. full of pride i was full of so much pride and god was basically like humble yourself he was like humble yourself and so like I had to like delete all those connections, delete all those friends, delete all that stuff. And I've never I've never been a person to delete like my ident like, you know, people delete their accounts all the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've never I'm never that kind of person. So when I did that, like a lot of my friends were like, oh, my gosh, he's serious. Like, like, like wait, wait a second. Like God is God is really moving in his life that he did this. OK, this is pretty severe. So but yeah, then it just, you know. I had to, I had to, because what, what I'm doing now is praying for people and casting demons out and seeing people get healed. It's like way more rewarding than I could ever be, you know, look at me, look at my flamethrower. Like, Well, yeah, I, I could see how that could be. Cause it's like, uh-huh. it's like, it's obviously, you know, like, you know, being, being born again, being a new creation, it kind of is probably good to get a fresh start because I could see how like, you like there's the flesh part of you that would still want to please the people that you know what i mean you want to uh-huh. still do a little bit of the some things you were doing because uh-huh. you know like because obviously there's obviously part of you and not everything you probably did was horrible like bad so, but like i could see how it would be like you really wouldn't know where maybe you ended and where god began with you and i think that that's probably a good good way to do it it's like 
this is a clean, clean break. And then, you know, the content you're making is like, so there's a def- clear line in the sand. And I think that's, I think that's a good thing. And obviously it sounds like oh, you got the word from the Lord. Oh. So it's like the faithfulness of actually oh. doing it. And um, yeah, but anyways, a, another yeah. good question would oh. be like demon erasers. Of course, that's a, that's a very striking name. Um, why don't you tell yeah. us about how you came up with that? Yeah, you know, I originally uh, we called ourselves Demon Slayers with a Z, which is why my sign back here says Demon Slayers. Um, oh. And so, uh, but the algorithm didn't like that. The algorithm, so when I when I put it out there, everything was just like it was just it was Demon Slayers, the anime, like everywhere. And so, oh, okay, um, oh, okay. So there is there there's a um, there's an anime. Is there is there there's a actually a cartoon about? Yeah, there's a cartoon that? anime called Demon Slayers, and and. Ah. The, and so I just was like praying about it and praying about it. And then I like wrote out a bunch of different names and I was like, maybe I should change the name. And so that's when we changed it to demon erasers and, mm-hmm. um, and everything was available for the URL. So we just got all the URLs and all the, the links to all the different accounts. And so I was like, obviously this is, this is what God wants us to be. I mean, everything's available for it. So we just changed it to demon erasers and we're like, okay, cool. Like I didn't want it to be like about me. I wanted it to be about, you know, what God is doing. So I didn't want to call it the Brian show like mm-hmm. I, i'm not i'm not to be i don't want to be like in my face is something i i'm trying to like be humble with always now so it's like uh you know i wanted to be something that could be relatable that you know if somebody else steps into this position that god can move and maybe i go away and they take over the channel you know okay. and so it's something that i kind of was like hey you know i want it to be something that can help people grow and you know learn because there's there's god moves in mysterious ways and God moves and he's constantly changing. And if you're not, or like not changing him, but like, he's constantly doing things that change us. Right. And so, and if you're not in a place that, that is open to change, then I think that's going to limit a lot of what God wants to do. And so that's kind of why I chose that name, I guess. (laughs) You were saying we like, who else you, uh, who are you working with? Like to to help you, is it, you you got somebody else helping you produce content? No, it's, it's, it's me producing the content that I'm creating the research for, but like a lot of it is like, um, like I've got a whole group of people, like I've got like friends and, and my girlfriend and she makes some stuff and does a little bit of research and things. And so like, I've got like a, our, our community of people that we also pray for people. So when we go, when we do like prayer sessions, when people need deliverance, it's like, we have a crew of people that, that pray and cast demons out so so oh that's yeah. cool so how did you like so how because obviously it sounds like you had a, a pretty uh-huh. a big life change like so how did you get plugged right into like a community of like people who are ready to expose darkness <laughs> and obviously literally cast out demons and everything dude god delivered that to us like literally just delivered delivered it to me like i had a dude show up at my door because uh, like we, i was a very worldly lifestyle to some degree um, I still, I've never actually never drank a drop of alcohol and I've never smoked a cigarette and I've never done a drug ever. You, once. Like, but that, wait a minute. You never did that before. Never done that. Wow. I, that's a, that's unusual. It's, it's, it's very unusual. <laughs> and so, but that was something, I don't know. God just like put this like hold on me in that, that area of my life and was like, Hey, listen, like, this isn't something for you no matter what. And it, just by God's grace alone, I never fell into any of those behaviors and I never even tried it. And hmm. like, I've been to, I went to Burning Man. I went to like, I was in all kinds of like. Were you the, were you the only sober guy there? 
I would imagine possibly. No, but no. Surprisingly, everyone's like, I, I gotta just imagine like almost like those one of those zombie movies when they just recognize, wait a minute. Yeah, this, guy's, yeah. this guy's sober over here. What's wrong with him? Yeah, no. <laughs> get him. <laughs> no, for real. No, it was uh it's surprisingly, there's a lot of sober people I met at Burning Man, and I was shocked actually. So, like, there's quite a few people that I was just like. You're totally sober too. They're like, yeah, man, I never, I never do drugs. And I'm just like, whoa, I'm like, cool. So like, I, I have met a bunch of people, but you just wouldn't think that. And so, no, so yeah, no, I, went I, wouldn't like, know, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, yeah. Like I went to festivals and I actually performed on stage. Like at a, when Skrillex was at Burning Man, he like, uh, I like went on stage with like, I do like performance, like, like fight sequence performance stuff and like lightsaber. I know this is crazy. Didn't know this, but like, I actually like a ninja. <laughs> so, uh, so Whoa. I did all this spinning stuff and I would like throw these lightsabers and spin fire and stuff. And so I did a lot of that. And then, uh, you know, th- th- but I just never, never went into the drinking phase of it. But yeah, that, that whole lifestyle was where my, my people were in the middle of Satanist world. Okay. Like I had friends yeah. that are like connected to people that are like high priestess of church of Satan. And I just was like, Oh, you know, it's you're weird. Like, I was like, I don't think that's right. I think there's something wrong with you. Little did I know how evil, how really genuinely evil some of the practices that were going on in this society that we're so blind to. And I just thought, I just was like, you know, something's wrong. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. But, you know, I didn't know to what extent. And then my eyes were just kind of open and it was like, whoa, like there, there is some wicked stuff going on in the world that people are not aware of, not prepared for, dude. It's insane. <laughs> do you want to uh, do you want to tell us like, I mean, so what was the real so what was the thing that really kind of like woke you up? I mean, like to, to really like get you to your knees and and uh, to obviously ask God to change you and save you from this wicked place. You know, um, it, it was uh, I mean, I, I talk a little bit about this, but uh, on my YouTube channel, but I'll, I'll share it with you here. But like basically my uh, my girlfriend uh she was like dealing with some demonic stuff because she had just had some stuff happen to her that was uh like her brother passed away and it was Mm -hmm. pretty eye-opening and she was like starting to recognize god and started like to explore god and she was at the same time going down rabbit holes of like wickedness and reading like about occult and alistair crowley and all the wicked stuff in our society was he was she reading about it not to like want to take part in but like to just to just to just to learn about the other side and kind of like the just like, to learn about it okay yeah and because she was like her eyes were being open to mm-hmm. the reality that maybe this is real and you know her friends one of her her roommate like really close friend uh roommate or whatever died but we believe he might have been sacrificed because mm-hmm. he was dating a woman who is a high priest of the church of satan in some Oof. way and i know yeah and so we're just like he like supposedly hung himself supposedly. And, uh, there was just some, there's just some dark, wicked stuff that we realized was going on. And it was kind of like, she started like waking up to it and started doing a lot of digging and research and, and, and like finding out some truth about stuff and was reading occult books. And she started to get like demonically possessed, like if you would, or demonized. Mm. And so you guys, like when you start looking into occult stuff, this is like a warning. Like, it's not good to go digging too deep. You, it's quite possible you will get demonized. Like, if you go digging and there's not an anointing on you or protection and God isn't like giving you that task to like expose it, like, I feel like that's something that He's given to me because 
I'm, I'm, I'm able to expose a lot of stuff, but there's stuff that I'm still supposed to be careful, you know, that you even observe or whatever. But, um, you know, she was not, she was just like looking into it and started getting like weird behaviors that I was like, this is not normal. Like, you don't, you don't act like this. Like, and then Mm -hmm. thought she was bipolar. And it was like this, I've known you for a while. This is not a normal behavior. Like this is not at all acceptable. Like what's going on? And, uh, had a lot of, you know, these weird sort of body spasms and like some unusual stuff that I just was like, okay, what the heck? And so I prayed, I was like, we like, we called a bunch of churches. I was like, maybe you got like a demon from like reading all the occult stuff, <laughs> you know, like maybe that's, maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so called a bunch of churches. The church is like, oh yeah, we don't believe in prayer. We don't really believe in demons like that. And I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean you don't believe in demons? I don't even go to church and I know your Bible better than you. Cause I've yeah. studied Bible stuff my whole life. And I had a demonic experience as a child actually, which is what, which is why I knew that God was real in my own perspective. And demons are real, but like, I'm like, dude, how do I know the, ch- the Bible better than you? And I don't even go to church. Like, I was like, dude, you guys, something's wrong. Like you guys need to read your Bible. Like, like Mark 16, 17, it says mm-hmm. this, they will lay hands yeah. on the sick and they will recover. They'll cast out demons in my name. You call yourself a Christian and you don't even cast out demons and like shoot out the pastor at some churches. They're like, who's this random person? Like, I mean, it's like, I mean, you know, that's, that's a good, that's a good point to just to, uh-huh. to rest on real quick is, is the fact that you're like you knew the bible they they must practice some form of religion there where it's like that's obviously that's not the that's not a kind of denomination we are we don't really we don't believe in that it's like well jesus gave us the the authority to tread on serpents and Mm -hmm. and scorpions and he wasn't talking about like little animals he was talking about (laughs) he was talking about the demonic and it's like i think Mm -hmm. that a lot of us and i'll be clear it's like I, I haven't experienced a lot. I mean, I've experienced a little bit of like of my own thing. I have not seen demons cast out of anybody, but obviously I know it's biblical and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the last thing you should do is say, I mean, put it this way. If you're not comfortable casting out a demon in somebody, you should at least try to find out somebody, you know, because we know <laughs> demons are real. Yeah. We know the spirituals were real. We know Jesus cast out demons. We know the apostles yeah. did it. And it's like, so mm-hmm. as a pastor, yeah, obviously you got an obligation to say this person's it's in need of help find somebody who's willing to go do it. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, you know, and, and then trying to find that was difficult, dude. It was really difficult because people just don't, they just don't believe they don't have the faith and they live, they believe in metaphorical Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Like they believe in Chucky Jesus. Okay. Mm-hmm. They believe in the Jesus that's like, Oh, you can sin and it's okay. You're forgiven. It's all right. Like, this is what the churches believe in. And that's not what the Bible says. I mean, Jesus healed a man and he says, go and sin no more. At least the right. worst thing come upon you. Yeah. Like it, it, tell, it kind of eludes you right there that sin is attached to demonic possession. And I had been to yeah. churches growing up and it was like people get healed and they come back the next week and they'd be like, oh, well, brother, my back started hurting again. I, you know, I got healed last week, though. It was healed, you know, but mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that ain't healed, man. Like that's that's called you did something wrong or something went wrong. Like, yeah. You know, like if, if the creator of the universe healed you, I feel like you'd be you'd be better. Like, you yeah, know? I, I think so much of it is I mean, I there's there's the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. And I think that I guess the truth mm-hmm. is, I think that obviously, you know, it, there's power in Jesus name. So a demon should actually listen. If, you know, they should get cast out in Jesus name. I know healing. I think sometimes it gets a little bit complicated because somebody you know, so a lot of these faith healers will, act, will blame the person for mm. not being healed themselves when it's like, you know, Paul had a thorn in his side and mm. God, you know, Jesus said, no, my grace is sufficient mm. for you. Like, you know, you're going to have to live with that. I'm, I'm <laughs> you know what I mean? like, and that's what Paul's mm-hmm. saying. So my, 
So my in my weakness, God's power is made more clear. It's more like Christ's power rests uh-huh. on me. So like, so we know sometimes you might have to live with the thorn in your side. I don't believe that obviously God's going to make anyone live, live with a demon, but, but yeah, I think that so much uh-huh. of it, people get caught up in the emotion of it where it's like, yeah, I was feeling better then. And then obviously they walked out and it's like, no, they were uh-huh. not healed. Yeah. There's a big difference between not being healed, like a, and then like, you know, not, and then having like a demon possessing you. Oh, and yeah. so like, like, and people don't, people don't recognize the difference in a lot of ways. And so it's kind of like, you know, churches, they'll be like, oh Lord, if it's in your will, if it's in your will, heal them. If it's in your will, it's already in his will. Like read the Bible. It literally said yeah. it. it literally, like, so yeah. what, where's your faith? You know, the reason why you don't have faith is because you don't read the word of God. I mean, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by what the word of God. So yeah. if you don't read the Bible, you won't have faith. And guess what? You're not going to see miracles. You're not going to see cool stuff. You're going to see healings because it's just like the faith is lacking because we mm. don't read the word of God. And so like people don't understand that, like that, that God is the creator of the universe and you're trying to petition the creator of the universe. And if you're not living in an honorable way towards him, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I'm going to live this honorable, this dishonorable way and be hooking up with all these girls and guys and whatever. And, and then all of a sudden, oh God, I'm sick. Heal me, heal me from my disease. Like, well, you got that disease probably because you were hooking up with all these people and all the sickness, you know, like, I mean, the wages of sin is death is what the Bible tells you. And I, and like, I don't know. It, it's just uh, we, we don't know. And the reality is when you don't know, God heals people. But when you do stuff and you do know, like it like, I don't know if you're going to get healed unless you start honoring God. Right. It's a tricky question. Well, it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. Like in my own life, I can just I can point to like I, mm-hmm. I got into like a lot of sports like as a as a, you know, Uh as an older guy, you know, like as a kind of more like a, like once I got, you know, after, after college and everything like that, I started getting into running and cycling and, and I'm still kind of dealing with this foot injury. And I think part of it, part of that actually did made, you know, cause I knew it was kind of coming to the end of it where I was like, I was kind of like this, I'm working out real hard. I'm doing all this stuff and it's really not bringing me like the satisfaction. Obviously I'm very empty after your race is over. And I knew that like, well, I'm never going to be the best at this. I'll be pretty mm-hmm. good. And it's like, that's not really enough for me anyways. And as I got hurt, I remember just feeling like, of course, I was getting close to 40. And I was just like, you know what? I just really started to feel my own mortality. And it's like, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I can still mm-hmm. do a lot, but like, I can't really train like I used to. And I can't like, I can't really run like I did. Mm-hmm. But part of me is like, and I've, and I've obviously wanted to be healed. But part of me has actually already always known that like, I could have been healed like a year over a year ago before I started doing all the stuff I'm doing now. And if I was healed, what, if I would have started pouring myself into my sports again, you'd be you know, somewhere playing Frisbee. Well, that's what I'm saying. Who's like, who's like, I mean, I guess that's the point is like that when you realize that that's the whole, I, I really live by that Romans eight twenty eight. you know, for those who love God, all things work together mm-hmm. for the good, for those who are called to his purpose. So it's like, when you realize it's his purpose, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, you don't, you might not see right now why, like you, like, okay, why didn't I get healed? And it's like, because, you know, who knows, like, who knows what else? But of course, obviously yep. for me, it's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, if I, if I was training, uh, cycling like 15 hours a week or whatever, I was doing cr- like crazy stuff. Like yeah. I would not have mm-hmm. the time or the energy yep. to do what I'm doing right now. We'll be talking to you right now. Yeah. And God, and God, God works it all to the good. And so like, yeah. sometimes like, just like, the thorn in, in Paul's flesh, like, honestly, like, I mean, w- with the amount of stuff that he was doing for God, if he didn't have that sickness in him, 
like think about how arrogant or like you know i mean power tripped he could have became you know what i mean like oh man but it's like you know those these little things keep you humble in some way like i i had Tourette syndrome really bad growing up actually i made a bunch of noises i couldn't control i still make little subtle noises if you hear me going <clears throat> like that oh, really? Anyways, okay. yeah so i had Tourette syndrome really bad but the uh but that uh that little bit of Tourette syndrome still lingers on me today and it was you know later in life i realized it was it was actually demonic it was a demon that caused it but that it had rewired some components of my brain that i still have that residue of the Tourette syndrome sounds that i'll still make you know wow. so like yeah. And so that was something that's a, kind of a thorn in my flesh in a way, because like, you know, it keeps me humble. Like it keeps me humble knowing that like, you know, I have Tourette's syndrome. Man. Like I can't control the sounds sometimes that I make. So, um, you know, it, in regards to it, it's like, I don't look at these situations and go, oh God, why didn't you heal me anymore? It's just like, oh, okay, well, I get it. <laughs> that's what yeah. it is. It's, it's there for a reason. Well, it's interesting. I was like, cause we were doing, we did like a Bible study recently on John six and I was getting into like the, um, the bread of life uh, sermon from Jesus after they fed the 5,000 and the, mm-hmm. you know, the people who were living by the flesh were talking about the manna, how Moses gave the people manna. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and God was saying like, you know, or Jesus was saying, it wasn't Moses who gave you the manna. And then, so I went back to like mm-hmm. when he was talking about that and um, I think it's Deuteronomy eight, three. And it was saying that, that basically he caused them uh, hunger, like their bellies to be hungry, to humble them. And then he mm. fed them. And I thought about that. And it's kind of like, so I think that's always a good way to look at it, where it's like Absolutely. Some, some of the debilitating things we deal mm. with is, is about humility. Cause I, cause I mean, I obviously as a guy who was into sports and it's like, obviously mm. you train really hard. And I mean, you take pride in it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's like, it, obviously it's, it's okay to be proud of things sometimes, but I mean, but it's hard not to think this was me who did this, you know, mm-hmm. like that I did it. And it's like, especially when it's like, it was a sport like running or something like that. It's so individual and it's like all about mm-hmm. like what you did. And it's like really, but yeah, realizing that God is going to, he's going to lift up the humble, you know, he's mm-hmm. going to bring down the person who's got all the pride. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. So I mean, but that, obviously mm-hmm. that's, that's what, that's what God word said. So it's like, resist expect, the prideful, expect that, expect that. Yeah, he resists the prideful, it says. So, like, you'll get resisted. Like, if you're prideful, eh, you think it's you doing it, eh, God's going to push you to the side a little bit. It's yeah. like, okay, you need to find a way to stay humble. It's like, dude, if something's not working, I'm like, God, what am I doing wrong? Lord, please tell me, show me. You know, it's, it's funny because when I was, po- I'm also an artist, I'm a digital painter, but, like, I'll, uh, one of the videos I posted, I put my own digital artwork in the video that mm-hmm. I had done before this change had happened to me. And I was like, again, I pray. I was like, God, if this is not of you, make this video fail. And it failed. First video I had fail when I uploaded. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> like I said the whole day, I was like, God, what did I do wrong? What did I say wrong? Help me Lord, please. And I, and I, and I prayed all day. And at the end of the day, I finally got like a word come to me. And it was just like, this is not about you is what I heard. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And he was like, take your art out. And I was like, whoa i was like whoa Uh and he was straight up like this is not about you that art that you created was before you before i made this change in you and that art that you created was not to honor me it was not done unto the lord and he was like and it's not about you Mm -hmm. he was like take it out and so i had to take the take the art out and then re-edit it and then re-upload it (laughs) and then it uploaded boom it was great so it was it was kind of 
kind of you know humbling in a way not not make things about you well i feel like i, I feel like we got we got sidetracked but so you were saying so look so you, you call you called the church that did not have the answer for you. So you, you, you were dealing with some demonic possessions mm-hmm. with, with your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You did not get answers. So where did like so where did you go from? Dude, there? I prayed and I was just like, all right, God. I was like, I don't know. I've called some churches, like nobody seems to pray out demons. If this is demonic, like help, help. That's all I prayed. I was like, okay. And I was like, all right, what would ever happen? Next day I wake up and I hear read my 10 commandments, like just like boom in my head. And I'm like, what was that? <laughs> I was like, that was weird. And then it was like, take down your art. And I was like, take down my art. Mind you, I'm an artist. My whole, I have a warehouse full of art. <laughs> so like all over my walls, it was like, take down your art. And I was like, okay, I'm like hearing things like, this is not, this is not, I'm like, okay. And all of a sudden I hear again, read my 10 commandments. I'm like, whoa. So I read the Ten Commandments, right? And the second commandment is literally make no image in the form of anything in heaven above and earth beneath it and waters below. Make no image. And mm. I was like, I thought it was make no graven image, no carved idols. I didn't realize it was like make no image, period. Like any huh. image can be considered an idol. And I started contemplating what is worship. And I was like, you know, and do not bow down and worship them. And it's mm. like, well, what is worship? It's worth shit. It's anything you put worth into. It's worthship. So if you put something in a picture frame, you're giving it worth. It's a worthless piece of paper and, and you've given it worth, you know, and God talks about making these little idols of things that are worthless idols that cannot speak or whatever, you know? And so there's like, I just was like, okay, God, is this really you? And then I was like, I don't know if this is really you. <laughs> so all of a sudden I like was like, okay, if this is you, God, I'm just going to test it. And I, so I went through my whole warehouse and took all my art down. And, and then I had like this uh, collection of Smash Brothers. I was super big into video games and played Smash Brothers a lot. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, um, and so I had this huge collection out of like all the Amiibos and on a shelf, on a pedestal, on the top, highest shelf in my building. And I was just like, looked at it and I was like, that's an altar. And I was like, uh, and then I heard them too. And I was like, okie dokie, I guess we're taking them down. I just scooped them all in a box. And, really? And okay. I, yeah, just threw them all into a box and I had all my art and all my Amiibo video game collection sitting there. And I was really big in video games. Like I had tons of video game stuff. I had like an arcade cabinet. I have like tons of video game stuff. And, uh, you know, the, uh, and then I just prayed and I was like, God, what am I supposed to do with all this? Like sell it, put it in storage, like get rid of it. Like, I, I don't know. And then all of a sudden it was clear as day. It was like Deuteronomy something, something I forget. And it was straight up like, and, and I, and I hear the verse Deuteronomy, whatever. And I go to the Bible, I open it and it literally says, and none of the condemned things are to be found in your hands. And I'm like, uh, am I hearing verses from God? I'm like, this, uh-huh. this is kind of, this is kind of crazy. Well, anyways, ended up talking, a whole thing happened. I ended up burning my art and my video games, like all my wow. video collection. Well, that's like in the book of acts when they go to uh, Ephesus and they said that um, they, they burned all the, uh, basically the books from witchcraft, you know, I think they say like, I think my new living translation said it was like a million dollars worth of books. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty. I mean, that's pretty insane. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of, but I mean, obviously once again, that's scriptural. I mean, like, I mean, I think some of these things are like, I feel like that's a faith. These are faith issues. I mean, like that if you, if you're convicted about it, you know, cause some people would say, Oh, you didn't have to do that. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, you did. If like, if you felt convicted about it, yes, you did. 
Cause it's yeah. like, cause it's you know, like, that's not you. It's like, God's cause obviously you can see it in the Bible. God told different people, different things. It's like, it mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, obviously that's Paul. Paul makes it clear about like certain things to certain people. Like, so all days are holy to some people. Some certain days are, you know, like mm-hmm. we need, that's, that's all about faith. I believe. Yeah. And, and it's different for everybody. And later I was like, you know, kind of like, God, you straight up spoke to me about not having art on my walls. And I kind of was like judging this, uh, this other, this other church and people or whatever with it. And I was like, guy, why do they have art in their walls? And he straight up spoke to me and he was like, I told you not to have art on your walls. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, didn't say that was for everyone else. It was just right. like, so like God, God has like a different level of anointing and a different level of rules and requirements for certain people, just like the Nazarites aren't allowed to cut their hair. And they're I know, not allowed to drink was, alcohol. I, I didn't want to say anything. I was like, obviously you said you've been, you haven't been smoking or drinking. Yeah. I was like, I saw the long hair. I mean, I was thinking, <laughs> well, you pro- I'm going to guess you probably have cut it at least once or twice. <laughs> at least a few times. Few times. Just, just say, and I was like, okay, I hope you don't touch dead things. I mean, because obviously nope. you're, almost, you're almost all the way there. Yeah. I stay away from the dead things. I stay away from the dead <laughs> there things. There you go. So you I go. don't know, you know, and I, and I, I, I don't drink, I actually don't drink like grape stuff, any, anything actually. I just like, and I'm like, you know what? I'm halfway there. I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go all the way. Yeah, um, there you go. Kind of funny. So the, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, God calls certain levels of anointing and he said, there's certain rules that he says, Hey, like this is for this level of anointing. This is for this level. And so it's like, you know, you want to have mediocre Jesus and mediocre life and not see miracles. I mean, maybe you'll die and go to heaven. Okay, cool. Well, you're not going to see the power of God, but if you, if you want to like live the higher calling and the higher honoring of God, like you'll see more stuff. Like you'll, you'll experience more of his power, more of his authority because you're honoring him more, you know? And so that's kind of how I've started to see it, it, it be played out in my life at least. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's God, God's awesome. But yeah. 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 Amen. Well, I think that's cool. Cause it, I mean, I, I think sometimes people I need to re- always remember too, that I said, that's why I was saying like, mm-hmm. like certain people's faith is going to lead them to different conclusions. And I think that that's, mm-hmm. there's sometimes there obviously there's very clear sins in the Bible and then there's things yep. that are not, but mm-hmm. I think that in the new covenant, it's all about, I said, people, it's so funny that every now and then, like I I'll, I'll get, I'll get on the soapbox and I'm, and this is the, this is the hill mm-hmm. I'm willing to die on is <laughs> that, the one rule is to love. It's like that, mm-hmm. that, that above all things. And even so, so it doesn't mean it doesn't mean certain things aren't sins. But what Peter said was that love covers a multitude of sins. So, so just mm. remember that. So like, yep. so if you're so if your heart is in the right place mm-hmm. to do things for others, that ultimately is I mean, it's ultimately about them denying yourself and loving each other. And I think that's the whole mm-hmm. point is like that's why like a guy like David, who committed some heinous sins. Uh-huh. is still known as the guy who has a heart after you know god's own heart and i think that's i think that's why like the fact that he was flawed is why he's the one of the best examples of like hey he really did have a heart after god's he messed up we all we all do but i think that once again it's a but to to dial it back it's like this is a personal relationship i mean it really is like god wants a personal relationship with you like i think uh-huh. that's the whole point is he's always wanted a nation of priests but they didn't mm-hmm. want it. They wanted to push another man in, in between him and them. And so when you have, when God has given you his, the bread, the bread of life, the word made flesh, he's given you his word. It's like, seek it out. And then obviously let that thing, let it convict you. And then obviously mm-hmm. let, let that word speak to you. And I think that that sometimes it is like, 
we're different. Like, like you and I are different. I think that's what mm-hmm. kind of makes the body of Christ obviously diverse and it's good. It's because we're all parts of the same body, different parts mm-hmm. of the same body. And then you might, you might be told a little something different and it's kind of like, that's good. And I'm not, yeah. If it's something mm-hmm. that you, you feel like God told you, I'm, go, you're like, you better listen. <laughs> you better listen. Just like I should listen when, I, when I'm getting that, that same kind of pull. And I think that's good though. But I think the main thing mm-hmm. is, it's like mm-hmm. to listen, yeah, to listen to that conviction. And it's like, sometimes you like, you might change a little bit on something because you, you, you know, like God taught you a lesson through it. And I think that that's, um, that's good, man. It's obviously that's about being, that's about faithfulness. Yeah. And it's, and you know, the, uh, the Bible says he moves you from glory to glory. And so what I've learned in my, my perspective is that like everybody, we all, we're all at certain level of of glory of, of holiness or whatever. And then like, God's like convicts you. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I never recognized that. And then it's like, wow. And so you have to move to that level. And then, and then all of a sudden he convicts you again. And you're like, oh my gosh, I never recognized that. And so you move to the next level. And so it's like, it's this continuing climb of, of conviction from glory to glory to where he is bringing you through the process of making you sanctified and holy until the day you die. And there's actually, I forget the Bible verse says that, but it says that he's in the continuous process, basically of, of perfecting us until that perfect day that Christ Jesus returns. Oh yeah. The day of Christ. Yeah, I think it's like about like the, the, the work he started in you. Yeah. The work he started. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Cause it is, it is about it's like the closer you get to the light of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, you really think about it, it's like, so he is the light that's come into the world. And obviously mm-hmm. he, he exposes the darkness. And obviously I think we can, we can branch into that here soon. It's like, that that's kind of what we, we like to do, but mm-hmm. it's like, obviously the closer you get to him, the light exposes your dark. I mean, like you really, the closer you get to him, you can see more. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's like, then, yeah. You shoot. So I think we should always be getting better of like, mm-hmm. and I think the main thing is like, it's like the light that goes into like our own hearts of like, oh, wow, like you can do right things for not the best reasons. And I think that's even like, so when you realize, realize you're judged based on that, Ooh. like your heart, it's like, mm-hmm. and also like, we're not judged mm-hmm. versus each other. Mm-hmm. We're judged versus the standard of Jesus, Jesus. God, the father. And yep. it's like, okay, so now when you realize that's the standard, you <laughs> You're going to be convicted <laughs> till the day you die about certain things because probably, yeah, because <laughs> you're never, go. you know, because you're, because you're never going to be, because you, because if you know, if you understand, have that understanding, that's what we're, that's what we're judged against. Not yeah. versus mm-hmm. like, you know, not, you're not that like, what's the, the example of the lawyer and the tax collector, the, the lawyer is saying, at least I'm not like that guy. And yeah. the, the tax collector is the one who's like falling on his face. I'm not worthy. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a mess. And it's like, which one, which one did God's honor? Whose prayers did he honor? Yeah. The guy, the guy who's the guy who knew he wasn't good because the lawyer was, was actually way worse than, than that guy. Yep. Cause he had pride and pride is like the ultimate, the ultimate thing that God resists. And it's like, we got to always be, always have to be humble in that, you know, it's yeah, so amen. true. So true. Yeah. Well, well, yeah and- it was cool. It was cool though. So I, it was funny. So I was watching a, a documentary with my girlfriend last night and it was about, oh. it was called out of the shadows. And I, I sent it to you and I know I'm sure you mm-hmm. probably you've been busy, but but it was very cool. And it was like I watched it like two years ago, I think, with obviously mm-hmm. like a little bit of like veil off the eyes, but not not totally. And it was kind of like this is this movie is about like exposing like the the satanic, you know, basically stuff involving kids all throughout like this country and basically this yeah. world. And Sick. the interesting part was like this guy was a stunt man and he was involved in Hollywood. 
And what he said was, and this is, and I think this is a, this is more people need to get this because I'm sure that you probably, you probably hear the same thing that I hear is why don't you talk about Jesus more? You talk about this dark stuff all the time. And it was like, this guy literally said, when he realized the devil was real, he realized Jesus was real too. And I was like, man, I was like, that is amen. Because I think yep. that it like the, the recognition recognition that the devil is real. The people in this world who have all this power serve him. You, when you accept that idea, you realize you need a savior. Like you, like, you know, you need a savior then because you realize how dark this place is and you don't, uh -huh. this is not fire insurance. This is, this is, you need saving right now. And yeah. um, anyways, I, so how did you really get into like all of a sudden, like basically okay. exposing the, the, you know, cracking the code and all the things and, 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 and obviously making some videos that are obviously, you know, blowing people's minds. Well, so uh, the, uh, so I was always the, the Nephilim dude. Like I actually studied demonology my whole life, which is actually what got my girlfriend into actually like start, starting to research okay. that God might be real because I, I have tons of books and, and stuff on demons and, and, the history of demons because of a demonic experience i had demonic attacks as a child and they like came in my dreams and like showed up in my room once mm. and it was it was pretty terrible terrible terrifying and so it, it made me realize that god was real or that there was something that was real so i spent my whole life studying ancient religions and all kinds of stuff um but the uh you know always knew about the nephilim and then uh had theories and then when when i prayed that god would reveal like deliver help me. And then I got rid of all those idols and I burned them the very next day, dude, a random guy showed up at my warehouse, showed up at my studio. and was like, Hey, you know, Hey, I'm like, Hey, what's up, dude. He's like, Oh, nothing. I'm just here to, to meet you. And I'm like, to meet me. Do you like me? Do you need like <laughs> okay, graphics? Okay. All right. Like, like, why are you in my eye? Like, it's kind of weirding me out. Like, bro, you need stickers, you need graphics, you need to make some stuff for your brand. He's like, no, I don't got a brand or a business. And I'm like, all right, dude, you're weirding me out. I pulled him aside. I was like, listen, weird guy. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why you're in my building kind of creeping me out. I'm like, what are you doing here? And he looks me dead in the eye and he's like, I teach people how to cast out demons and how to heal people. And I think God sent me here. And I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, all right, this is real. This is getting real, real right now. I was like, okay, what? And like, so we ended up praying. He ended up, uh, or we ended up talking. He ended up praying for my girlfriend and, Dude, cast the demons out, bro. I like the change in her was like night and day. She like, dude, she couldn't dude. She got healed from all these uh, oppressions and was able to sleep and like, couldn't sleep. She hadn't slept like throughout for like uh, years. I don't know, you know, and wow, the, uh, praise God. That's awesome, dude. I was just like, okay, this is real. Like whatever that dude did praying, I was just mm -hmm. like, this is so real. Like this is demons are more real than I thought. Like I know the history of demons, but man the reality of them plaguing our world today. I'm like, and then all of a sudden the pieces just started clicking. It was like, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, what is the, and I saw all the connections between the old world of demonology that I knew and uh -huh. the world that we perceive now. And, and God just was like, here's the puzzle piece to everything that you've been, I've been training you for your whole life. And it was like, it was like, boom, it was like, whoa. And God was like, now, I want you to expose it. And I'm like, okay, okay. Like, all right. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing, but okay. Like, and mm -hmm. dude, it like some phenomenal stuff happened. And like, dude, like my girlfriend's like, 
sickness went away. She was like, had motion sickness so bad. She couldn't look at her phone while we drive and completely healed the motion sickness. It's gone. Like, and that wasn't even the thing that they prayed for. Like, it just like was a byproduct of like getting the demons out. And it was just like, whoa, like the change that I saw was like so phenomenal. And then like, it was a constant thing that we, there was more, we had to go seek more deliverance for her. And eventually like it all left, dude, she threw up every time she opened a Bible, she threw up, like she had to carry around a bucket. Like, like every time she like opened the Bible to read, it was like, 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 and so eventually it all, it all got out and she got clean from so much of that, that oppression. And like, dude, it's just just seeing that change in her was so phenomenal. And then, and then I, I accidentally, you know, I, we were telling, telling people about this change and everybody's like, Whoa, like, did you hear what happened to her? So-and-so like, Oh my gosh, like you hear what happened to them. And then uh, some dude came over, a friend of a friend came over and he was like, wow, I heard like, you know, blah, blah, blah. We were telling about some of the stuff we were talking about Mace, like the, the M word, we won't say their name. And um, <laughs> we we're talking about some of the evil stuff that was going on in the world. And the dude was a part of this cult. And um, I didn't know that I'm announced to, to myself. And we were talking and he like flipped his magic ring around or whatever. And was like, yeah, I know it's evil. He's like, and I'm a part of it. And he's like, and that's wow. why I know so much about it. And like, he like, told, like, cause we were saying, I was telling him like, here's, here's what I know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, how do you, I was like, wait a second. I was like, how do you know this much? I'm like, most people I talk to don't know this part about this, this organization. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, I'm a part of it. And he, and I was like, oh, great. I just, <laughs> I just talked <laughs> to someone and he's like, but honestly, he's like, I want to renounce it right now. And he took the ring off and gave, gave me the ring. He was like, he's like, I want you to have this. And I was like, and I want you to destroy it. And I was like, I'm not going to destroy it. Like, I don't even want to touch that thing. Like, yeah. I was like, you know, so um, the, uh, sorry, I, I talked too much, bro. <laughs> no, no, man. No. So this is, this is good, man. I, I, I find it interesting though, too, like that you, like, obviously you were coming from like a different, you know, obviously we each, each, each person's journey is different, but like, I can't help but think like, like I didn't know a lot about the demonic before. And I think honestly, I like growing up in church, it was like, probably like, you know, you hear it. And then obviously a lot of times like, I, I, I came, I went to some churches that I just, I think that was like on the charismatic side. And so like, I saw things that I thought were not real. And so mm-hmm. like, so yeah. then when people talked about certain spiritual things, I didn't, I honest, my first re- reaction would be to, to not believe it. Yep. And then, so at one point I had, you know, and I've mentioned this before, so I won't get too far into it, but I had a demonic uh, encounter and like, and I'm not, and obviously I said, I'm, I'm a very like, you know, like I, like I said, I'm the one who raises an eyebrow and you oh, really. <laughs> and uh, so like, you guys can believe me or not. Like I guess that's the point, I guess is where we're at. And, but when I recognize that, you know, and this was right around the time I was learning about the Lester Crowley stuff too. And, mm-hmm. and also like my brother was like talking to me about the Nephilim stuff and, mm-hmm. and it was so weird about, yeah, like mm-hmm. you're talking about like the puzzle coming together and it was like, mm-hmm. but once I realized like, like the Lester Crowley stuff, like in the music and the culture mm-hmm. and then, and then, and then obviously having like a demon in my house, like I, mm-hmm. I recognized it, like, I didn't know how it got in there, but obviously I had an idea now <laughs> of like the possibility of the certain sins the certain things you might bring into your, your home unawares. Uh, I guess the thing is like, you should know what you were doing was wrong. And I don't think anybody would probably doubt, like, you know what I mean? Like you look back at some, did some, some shady things. Now what brought the demon in there? 
could have been any one of those things. But I, but it did make me recognize that that sin is more than just a bad thing you did and said sorry for later. It was potentially like opening a door to, mm. to the demonic. And also, but once I recognized it was real, it did actually make me like, yeah, like I need to find out what, like where this is, where this is coming from. And I guess mm-hmm. as I was doing it, I was pouring myself into watching content about like exposing darkness. I was, I was learning about it. And then before you know it, I'm out here doing it. And it was, it was, it, I guess it's the cool thing mm-hmm. about like the, you could probably, you and I could, can probably obviously relate. It's like the no war, no weapon formed against us will prosper when it's like the, what the, what the devil meant for evil, God yep. used for good. Cause it was like, that's so right. obviously, and that's how you realize it once again, <laughs> that God can use all things together mm-hmm. for the good, because it's like, it's like mm-hmm. being attacked and your girlfriend being mm-hmm. attacked. It's like, some people say, like, how could that be a good thing? Well, now you recognize how real this stuff is. And now you're aware your enemy is mm-hmm. prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And it's like, now you're, you're walking around. So- we're walking around sober. Now we're looking, mm-hmm. we're looking. Yep. Our eyes are open. And like, dude, it's, I mean, once your eyes open to the reality of what is really there. And once you start actually casting out demons, guys, like your whole world becomes like Constantine. It like flips upside down like that movie. And you're just like, Oh my gosh. Like, I did not see this before. Like, what the heck is going on? Like, you don't realize that there is like processes and things going on in the world around you that are completely demonically run behaviors or sacrificial behaviors or witchcraft occult behaviors. And you don't even know what it is. Like the witches don't even know, recognize that people like I'm a witch. It's like, "Mm, you're probably not. You're like, just because you read some books online and you like do some magic spell doesn't constitute what a witch is. Like there's actually like, there's a there is an there is a group of people that are witches and they're high level people in places of authority and you and they have abilities that you don't even know about like witch walking and uh, astral projecting and this kind of stuff and it's and these are the people that are utilizing everything else going on and playing the field and people don't even know and then like people that are you know over here like I'm a witch well there's actually a term for those people they're actually called useful idiots it's actually that's the term and it's literally somebody that pushes an agenda of things that you do not understand. Like you do not understand how evil witchcraft actually is. Like if you think, if you would ever go around saying you're a witch, you have no freaking clue how evil witchcraft actually is and what is actually involved in it. Because if you did, I don't think there's a person, not a single social justice warrior on the planet that would be like, oh, this is acceptable. Like you, like the amount of evil is so dark. And like this involved in so many people's lives and things and it's conditioned into this to the stuff that you wouldn't even suspect you wouldn't even suspect it and so like the dude the dude that we prayed for like i was just like he was telling me well i've got some oppression blah blah blah, and i'm a and i'm a part of the cult and i was just like oh shoot and so i was like well I hey guess- we'll say we'll say we know it's freemason like yeah, I said, freemason, i'll, I'll yeah. say that like we, we, okay, i think yeah. we can say that we might get in trouble for it but we'll i don't know that. Well, he was part of the Freemasons and like he, he flipped his ring around and I was just like, oh boy, that's, that's crazy. That was like, no wonder he knows so much about this. And so we end up praying for him. He takes the ring off. I don't even want to touch the thing. I'm like, set it on the table. Yeah. Cause now I'm starting to recognize what our demons are and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, okay. So we start praying and he's just like, <clears throat> I can't open my mouth. And I'm like, what? And I was like, in the name of Jesus, like, I was like, Lord, send your angels down here. I was like, whatever demonic thing is on him. Like, I, you know, I, I pray that, you know, release him. And I was very like, not knowing what I was doing or saying, yeah. and I was just very calm. And then he was just like, mm, 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 mm. and I was like, 
oh my gosh, you can't open your mouth. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? I was like, what do you mean you can't open your like he's I can't breathe? And he's like, he's like paralyzed and he's like wow. like choking in place. And I'm just like, in the name of Jesus, release his mouth. And he's like, <gasps> he's like, something was holding my mouth. He's like, what was that? And he's like, totally fear. He's like in complete shock. I'm in shock. I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, uh, I don't know what that was. Like, so we end up keep praying, right? We keep praying. And then finally we realize that there's demonic agreement attached to this ring. Okay. And so he's like, dude, destroy the thing, destroy it. And we take it over and I take a hammer and I'm just like, in the name of Jesus, I was like, I break all demonic agreements and attachments with Freemasonry attached to his soul. And in this ring, in the name of Jesus, I cast you into the abyss and I bam, I smash him with a hammer. He's across, he's across the room, just like, oh, and he's like sick and kind of like out of it. And immediately he's just like, whoa, and he spits up this foam comes out of his mouth, just like this spit foam. And he's like, dude, it was so intense. And then at that point, after that, I was like, all right, this is real. Something else is going on in the world that we don't know about. I was like, after witnessing that, I was kind of like, all right, God, what else is there? And since then, I've seen all kinds of stuff that uh, if, even if I told you, you'd be like, what? Like, so that's like, straight it's up, just... that's straight up. That's straight up out of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Dude, for real. <laughs> Destroy <laughs> it. Throw it to the fire. Yeah, straight up. It was, it was kind of, it was, it was humor. It was pretty funny. I was just like, I was in shock the whole time. I was just like, whoa. Yeah. That's so. great. You know, it's crazy. So I, I want to get into what it, so what we should we get into? I said I, I probably have we have time for probably two videos. That I want to talk because we've, we've okay. been talking and this is good though. Yeah. But okay. I, but I think it's worth talking about. So now mm -hmm. I know you did recently. Mm -hmm. You've done a few uh, videos about the Book mm -hmm. of Enoch, and so we get into like the Nephilim stuff, the mm -hmm. the demons, like where like the origin of the demons, and and it was it was so funny when I first started to like kind of uh, my brother started to kind of expose that to me, where it's like again you go to church all your life and it's like. I don't know how often we just read past Genesis six. And obviously it was yeah. just like, it was more like, Oh, there was, a, this is about the flood. And it was like, yeah. what, what caused the flood? And it's like, yeah. so you find out, wait a minute, this is, wait a minute. The sons of God came into the daughters of men. What does that mean? It's like, and so when I realized that there was like, uh, I think the way that the, the thing that really blew my mind is when, when I, when I saw some video and they were saying like, yeah, this is the, the heroes of the men of renown, the heroes of old, are like Hercules, Apollo, mm -hmm. like, and I was like, wait a minute, the Greek gods were real, and I think that was really like <laughs> almost like when I realized that the mythology, obviously, might not be fact, but it's like, but obviously, it came from a true place, and obviously, mm -hmm. we know from mm -hmm. a from somebody's perspective who worships those gods, it's going to come off a little differently, but mm -hmm. when that rec rec that recognition really was a big deal and i thought it and at first i thought it was kind of this interesting side thing so i'm like researching the nephilim i'm obviously i'm reading my bible and then i even mm -hmm. got into some like michael heiser and he's like talking about the um the unseen realm and, and just more kind of talking about the spiritual things that like you know there's so many things in the bible that people don't understand and they don't look into it and mm -hmm. it's like i think i think heiser had a really good point mm -hmm. of saying that if it's weird it's important you know, it's like you know and i <laughs> yeah, thought that's a really I good agree. thing to say and so like Mm -hmm. Once I got into that, it made so like obviously it gave me so much more understanding of like what's going on, what actually is going on right now, and like mm -hmm. and it, it's a, it's a crazy revelation. Mm -hmm. Anyways, you want to talk a little bit about the Enoch stuff and like kind of your your research into that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like uh, you know, 
like I, I always kind of had, since I had that demonic experience as a child, I knew that God was real. Right. And so I spent my life studying religions and I spent my life like just studying it though. Not like, like, not like, you know, committing my life to it right. in a way. So like, I, I just studied ancient religions and ancient findings and Machu Picchu. And I always was researching and I started to see this common thread come about. Right. And so I was just like looking at all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I had an experience at a church at a Christian church where a dude prayed for me and, and some cool stuff happened. And I was like, whoa, okay. So maybe Christianity's real. So like mm-hmm. I put on my Christianity glasses at that point and kind of was looking to validate if Christianity was the truth for what I'm looking for. Right. And so I mm-hmm. spent like my whole life, but I was still like debating, you know, what are black shadow things that appear in your room that the church is telling me they're demons. And I was like, that's the stupidest explanation I've ever heard. Like, why would a demon show up in my room? And look at me like that's going to make me believe in God. Had it never showed up, I would have never believed in God. So right. you're telling me that it's evil is kind of counterproductive. And I was like, this is the worst demon and he's terrible at his job. <laughs> like, so <laughs> I was just like, whatever. And so, you know, the uh, that I so I just kept looking. I just kept looking. And what I found was that there is a theme, like even in uh, Aristotle's writings, like and so I studied a lot about history and stuff and started researching into it. But Aristotle talks about his his cousin, I believe it is. I forget his name. But um, he actually even goes back in the writings of Aristotle and he talks about going to Egypt and asking Egypt about this experience that happened. And, and the Egyptians tell him, oh, well, there was a worldwide flood. Oh, yeah. And they were talking about I think that was uh, Solon. Solon, Solon, you're right. So, that's it. Solon got the story for Atlantis. And yep. it's like, yeah, very <laughs> interesting. Yeah. And so like, uh, you know, and so like Solon and then so you you. You hear this story and then the Egyptians are like, oh, yeah, the gods were angry. So they flooded the whole world. And you're like, wait a second. I think I heard that story in the Bible. Like, You're like, hmm. And then you start reading a little bit more about some other stuff. And you're like, oh, well, there's the Epic of Gilgamesh. And you're like, oh, the world got destroyed by the god that, you know, and Gilgamesh was the mighty hero who was a giant and he took over. And you're like, wait a second, giants. And then you're like, you start seeing all these different world perspectives, they all have this common thread yeah. of this common story and all of, but they're never like related. It's like, well, how does the Egyptian ones relate to the, you know, the story of Gilgamesh or the story of Machu Picchu? And you're like, well, where's the connecting thread? Like there's gotta be some connection, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when you read the Bible story and you read the, the ancient text that was removed from the Bible, which is the book of Enoch, which I stumbled across this one at a younger age and was like, yeah, again, this is like a total God thing because something happened to me when I was going to church. They were like, like there, I went to the church when I was younger because I started seeking God. And they're like, oh, pick out your favorite Bible verse. And I jokingly was like, Enoch walked with God and Enoch was not. And that was my favorite Bible verse. And so mm-hmm. I had that like a little bracelet with that inscribed on there. And uh-huh. uh, I was like, oh, it's my favorite Bible. And I just chose it as a funny because it just sounded funny to me. Enoch walked yeah. with God and Enoch was not. And it was short. And I was like, this yeah. is my favorite. I'm, I'll remember this one. Uh, it turns out the book of Enoch ended up becoming a very, like one of the most pivotal, pivotal things in my entire life later down the road. Yeah. It was like, God was like foreshadowing, like, yeah, you'll be, you'll find this funny later. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, uh, sorry, I, have to, I, I go too much. I talk too much, bro. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're good, man. I saw it's using my problem. I'm, I'm trying to uh, let it flow tonight. I was like, I want you to, I want, yeah. I mean, obviously at this point we just, you know, whatever's on your heart, but I was thinking the cool thing is that. I think what you said is very important about like, like knowing your enemy, like as a Christian, it's like, we have the truth on our side, right? And we can judge everything with God's word to know what's true and what's not. And I think that 
I think a lot of Christians are are very un, unequipped to handle other worldviews because they don't understand like what the other people believe. I think that 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 view that we get in, in most uh, with churchianity in uh, yeah. in America <laughs> is is the idea that that the other religions aren't worshiping real entities. They're just mm-hmm. worshiping just like the the the, the air. It just yeah. it just it's just imaginary. And then when you realize, no, there's an explanation for what they believe. And it's actually, you know what, the more you look into it, the more you understand your own belief and how much you need God and how mm-hmm. all this stuff is real. And I, uh-huh. the one thing that I found very fascinating is the story of yeah, Plato and Atlantis. So he talks about Solon going to Egypt and getting the story mm-hmm. for Atlantis. Well, so when he comes back, mm-hmm. he talks about Poseidon founded Atlantis. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, what's interesting there is you go. <laughs> what's interesting is he didn't say uh, an Egyptian God's name. He said Poseidon. Mm-hmm. So what so obviously what I took that to mean was that he, they had an understanding that their gods were the same. They mm-hmm. had a different name for the guy, but they knew who it was. And of course, when you find out that the Poseidon obviously had a bunch of women, had a bunch of sons, he, uh, yep. you know, Nephilim, Atlas and all these other um, these mm-hmm. entities. And then eventually, I think what it says, and then the divine mm-hmm. spirit dwindled in them and they became corrupt. And you, you even think about it like that they're like probably the first generation of them were probably, I guess, probably not as evil, probably still evil, but not as bad. And the more <laughs> they got, the more they probably interbred, they got corrupt. And that's literally what the story of before the flood in Enoch of talking about how wicked eventually these 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 giants that were cannibalistic, awful, just completely just debased mm-hmm. and uh and yeah so the story of atlantis was that zeus and the other gods decided that they were too evil and they had to be put be snuffed out and they used a flood to do it and it's like well i mean either either atlantis was real <laughs> and i actually i believe that atlantis probably was was actually a real that might have been the society yeah. that might have been the society that, that built all these pyramids i mean i i'm i'm kind of thinking that it's, it's very possible mm-hmm. but but even if it's not it's it's a very decent allegory for the flood <laughs> of just like this is this is the story of the flood, whether it was just this one place or it was the whole world. I think mm-hmm. that either. Yeah. And either. And it's not it's not to say that that God couldn't have done a thing to one place before he destroyed the whole world, which actually might be likely that he did. Uh, we, don't, we don't really know. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I mean, like the Aztecs actually have that theory. They actually believe that the first time the earth was destroyed, I believe it was with fire. And then the second time was with a flood or something. And so and it's and it's funny because. They believe there was multiple destructions that happened in the Aztec calendar every time it reached the peak. The peak. Oh yeah. Of the, yeah. The thing. Actually, I was. I was actually. I was. Oh, the or the Mayan calendar. Actually, I, was, the Mayan I, calendar. I, I just That's watched something about that, and it was like, mm-hmm. it was very interesting that they had mm-hmm. that the Mayans, like they mm-hmm. had all these beliefs that once again that their kings and their priests were related to the gods, and I'm like, mm-hmm. once again, it's like, gosh, it's so clear, and it was like you know, saying, <laughs> they're gonna come, and then they sacrifice people to them in order for them to come back. And then of course, yep. I was, believe it or not, I was watching ancient, ancient aliens and they're like, but these guys didn't understand. They were actually aliens. And I'm just like, Oh my like, gosh. Like they actually, they knew more about these people, these, these entities than you did. And it's like, and, and plus call them whatever you want to. They came yeah. from some other place. Yeah. They were, they were, they were higher level than we were. After sacrificing again, people. <laughs> and it's just like, Oh my gosh, it's, but I mean, I find that f- fascinating that once again, these stories that are just very similar all around the world, where it's like mm-hmm. these all these rulers, emperors, and what and whatnot, 
are claiming to be related to these gods. And it's like, <laughs> what do you call somebody who is related to, to a god? A Nephilim. Nephilim. <laughs> there, there it is. It's literally story of the Nephilim all over the whole world. Yeah, and people people don't recognize that even in Egypt, their names are derived from Nefesh or Nephilim. It's like Nefertiti's. Okay. It's called Nefertiti's because of it. She had six daughters, and then their daughters were all divided. They're all names of Nef. Nefer Nefer was the name of an Egyptian god. Nef actually means beautiful ones in Egyptian. So the word Nef is so like anything that's like Nef whatever. It means beautiful one, blah, blah, blah. But it also can translate as ones from the sky. So it's like, it's Nephilim. It's, that's why they're called this. Nefer, 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 Otep, Nefer, Oskep, Nefer. Like they're, they're all named Nef. And you're like, why is this Nef word popping up here? You know, like it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty obvious when you start to look at mm-hmm. all of the similarities and all the other cultures and all the other beliefs. And you see this, this mixing of breeding of, of gods, human sacrificing to evoke them. And, you know, you know, creating hybrid things, hybrid creatures even. And like, you know, all of this connective thread and you see it and it's so, it's so obvious, but until you find the book of Enoch, you're like, what is this? You're like, oh, it's crazy. You might spend your life exploring these different religions and be totally lost. And you might study that. Why were the Hindu gods giants with, you know, or Ganesh who chops off an elephant's head and puts it on, or was he born half elephant, human hybrid mixed, you know, like you. Like these these certain gods and these things, all these tales. The, plume, the plume serpent. The, yeah, the, the the plume serpent. It's like, oh, it was the serpent. Yeah, that was the in the ancient in the ancient Americas, Amaraku, Amar- yeah. Amaraka, and all these all these different variations of that name yeah. was the, it was about this serpent that came to them and gave them knowledge. Hey, yep. what is there an example of a, a serpent type <laughs> dragon that gave that was all about the knowledge of good and evil? Yep. Hey, that, <laughs> that's a, that story sounds familiar doesn't it christians it should <laughs> yeah exactly and it's funny because the the amaru i, I find this even more interesting because ka is the aztecian or the or the um inca word for land or whatever so amaru is the their version for the plume serpent so it's amaru ka which is america you know what, it's well i did that i did yeah. that video where i was like that's what i said it's like Mm-hmm. The whole idea that Amerigo Vespucci was, yeah. they, so they named two continents after some guy's first name. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> and it's like, first of all, even if you believe that, that any, anything about that mm-hmm. story, Columbus sailed with the Spanish first. So he got there first. And then the Spanish went back with Amerigo Vespucci. Yeah. So he went, he came back with uh, mm-hmm. Alfonso de Ojeda. And so like, mm-hmm. so he wasn't alone. So the, the Spanish are just going to say, Hey, yeah, just name it after this guy. Just yeah, right. <laughs> and it was like, it's, so no, they actually saying that Diojeda was writing back to like Spain talking about them calling in America. The people who were mm-hmm. there called it America. And that's why I said Manly P. Hall, mm-hmm. obviously a famous yeah. Freemason, wrote mm-hmm. that that the the children mm-hmm. of the sun, that's what he called the people of 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 the new Atlantis, basically. And this is what mm-hmm. once again. It, what, new Atlantis, Atlantis, the people the people there who claimed the, the plume serpent came from a place. That was destroyed by a flood, by the way. Yep. And it's like, so they come, so they're coming there and they said they love the plume serpent. And they said, yes, yeah, so Manly P. Hall said that literally that America translates into the land of the plume serpent. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. why I said, can you, can you imagine when you think about the United States of America, the United States? Somebody called it the United Snakes. The United <laughs> that's great. It's, it's totally I mean, really, Can you imagine you to just think about that? You're mm-hmm. gonna pledge allegiance. Mm-hmm. 
to the United States of the Plume Serpent. And I was like, wow, wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, talk about, uh-huh. do not underestimate your enemy. He is not stupid. He's evil. He's not He's stupid. Been around for centuries. Been around for centuries. Well, that's even what is even Jesus talks about. I'm going to mm-hmm. send you, I'm going to send you amongst the, the sheep amongst the wolves. So be as wise as serpents and be as yeah. innocent as dove. Be as, yep. So guess what? The serpent is wise. He did have the knowledge. Mm-hmm. He's evil though. Remember that. Be as innocent yeah. as a dove. Yeah. And so the interesting thing is like today, like it perpetuates forward even into our culture now and people don't even recognize it. Like Captain Amaruka. Hmm. <laughs> Captain America, like, yeah, like oh, really? Oh, and he, and what is it? And what's his? What's his emblem? Yeah, I don't know, star, a, right? A, yeah, a, a five-pointed star, or uh, some yeah. might call it a, a pentagram. Yeah, and then some people say, oh, it's not really a pentagram because it doesn't look like the ones they. The, the, it doesn't look like all the evil ones. But it's like because you're so used to seeing them, it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't strike you as weird, even though his his shield is literally got a got a pentagram in a circle. Yeah. But you don't notice it because, you know, we got 50 yep. of them on our flag. Yeah, exactly. we got 50 <laughs> of them on our flag. Exactly. So it's so funny and it's so like hidden and but it's like right. It's right there. And if people just like open your eyes, it's like, oh, my gosh, how did I not see this before? And, that, is, and like that's said, that's, right, it. Right, that's, right, that's the dot. Oh, no, you go. You go. I was just going to say it. It's like I had I had that that cool Bible study and it was about like the Jesus healing. Of course, you see behind me, it's like the Jesus healing, the guy, the, the guy who was blind since birth. And it was like, I remember really like taking that to like, obviously reading that, that story and not getting like the, the spiritual blindness. And I realized that we were all blind since birth. Mm. And it was like, when Jesus gave us eyes to see, it was like, wow, I can, you know, and it's like, that's, a, I think that's what we're, I was saying. I was like, I really like, that really just hit me right in my soul of like, Wow, we're the blind guy, and now we were like, now we've been healed, and we're like, hey, check it out. Can you believe us? But you know what? The crazy part is that we're talking to other people who still can't see. Yeah, and that's why you say, look, I can show you all the things, and it's like they can't see it, even if it was right in front of their face. Well, the, the even more interesting component to the story of where Jesus heals the blind dude with the mud. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you sometimes have to go through the dark mud. You have to go through the dirt before you recognize and before you can see. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah, no, a, that's, that's, like, that's good. Yeah, I think that's probably likely. Like what that, what that yeah, because it's like, why did Jesus need to do that? Because obviously uh-huh. certain people, he didn't even have to like go touch him. He didn't yeah. have to be there. They just were healed. But he did actually like, he basically what, he spit in the dirt, yes, and, just dirt yeah. and just like wiped it on his face. The funny part is I remember he didn't even ask him if he wanted to be healed. He just like, <laughs> did it. Just wiped it on his face. Said, now go wash this out of your face, and then you you can see. Yeah, it didn't. Wasn't that the one where you had to do it twice because it didn't work the first time? You had to do it a second time. No, that one was like he just like it was interesting because the the way it happens, like the disciples are saying, "What's who sinned? Was it this guy or is his parents? Like why is this guy?" And it was like Jesus was like, "No, he's like, need, it, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's just so that God's power will be manifested in him one day." And it was like, so Jesus just does this thing. Tells him to go wash it off. Comes oh. then eventually he comes back and he says, "Now that he could see Jesus." And I found this with the interesting part where it's like Jesus gave certain people eyes to see, but he actually still asked him, "Now do you like do you know that I'm Lord?" You know, certain people like it was almost like he still had to actually recognize who Jesus was because obviously wow. just being able to see is not enough. And I th- I made it made that point uh, mm. recently on one of his lives. It's like you can know all the things we're telling you. 
But if you don't, if you don't choose Jesus, if you still can't see him, then it won't matter. You know, like mm. it, it, it won't matter if you can see all the code, you can see all the things. What G- Paul talks about that you can know all the mysteries of the universe. Yeah. But if you don't have love, and obviously love for God and love for each other, it won't. It really won't I have matter. Nothing. Yeah. It won't matter. That's true. So true. And so. But yeah. I had one. I had one question I wanted to ask you. We'll, we'll, we'll go we'll talk about one more video. Yeah. I gotta say, and I think this to me, this is a big deal. Uh-huh. Was that for one? I loved your Buzz Aldrin video, and it was about potentially <laughs> whether it was hypnotized. Uh-huh. But before we get into it, like the details of that video, I found it fascinating. So we became friends on Instagram, and you uh-huh. don't have a obviously you have much smaller following on Instagram. Uh-huh. I think right around a thousand like followers. Something, yeah. And uh-huh. and I went and I looked at your page and you had a, like, basically a, you were fact checked and it was like saying false information. And of course I, I had to, of course I wanted to see what video you had that was false. And I'd re- recognized, obviously I'd already seen your Buzz Aldrin video. Uh-oh. And I was like, wow, like they fact checked you. I went through the fact check. Yeah. Guess what? They didn't debunk anything. Obviously what you, you played the video of him. And then obviously you had it. Yeah. They could have said, we disagree with his, your, your take on it. And I think that's fine, but nothing was fact-checked because you played the video in context of what Buzz, mm-hmm. Al- Buzz Aldrin to preface the full it, video <laughs> yeah, was that a little girl asked him, why haven't we got been back to the moon? And he says, that's not a little girl's question. That's my question. Yeah. And he's like, and he's saying like, and eventually he says, basically, cause we didn't go. And it yeah. was like, he said, put it this way, let Buzz straighten that mess out. Yeah. Like, it's not your job to do it. He said what he said. Yeah. But anyways, I, I find that interesting. It's like we're at a place now where they are fact checking our videos, obviously wrong because mm-hmm. this person was wrong. And also it's like the fact that they're going after an account on Instagram that's not very big. Mm-hmm. Obviously that v- video didn't have that many views, but it's like, wow, talk about like dystopian, like big brother of like, hey, we're, we're fact. It's kind of like, oh, you didn't have any evidence of that. And it's like, this is like, you're, you're some guy in, you know, making videos. It's like, they got to fact check everything we do now, I guess. Yeah. And it's, and it's crazy to think how many people there are that are fact checking people that are uploading stuff too. You know what I mean? Like, I, they've think, got like I, I think it's probably just the, I think it's probably just the algorithm, like certain keywords you must've said, because obviously otherwise they're really, yeah. scared. they really got some busy, you know, some people who are scanning through all the, that's a lot of videos to be scanned yeah. through. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is, it is almost like this is a, this is tyrannical. This, this is like some serious, like we we're it's like the thought police, literally at this mm-hmm. point, we're trying to really try any dissent at this point for certain narratives. And obviously once you get into like, tell us a little bit about that video about like Buzz Aldrin and did we go to the moon? Did, does he, what does he think? <laughs> like, we don't even know. <laughs> yeah, no, the, uh, the, uh, I, you know, the thing is, so like I've studied hypnosis and so like I've studied it quite a bit um, and learn a bit about hypnosis and I I'm a terrible hypnotist, but, um, I, I say too many ums too many times. So I can't really like get into the f- flow of hypnosis. It's like a lot about it's controlling your speech. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, for turn out, I'm not that great at it, but, uh, but the interesting stuff is that I learned a lot about it from it, you know, and I learned a whole lot about how it works, how it functions. And so I can recognize it and then, you know, understanding hypnosis and then and then experiencing the world of demonology and the real life of demons, 
like how they interact today, it gave me an even deeper knowledge. Like it was almost like all the things that I learned that God had like was teaching me or that I was just learning. I thought on my own and it like ended up becoming like puzzle pieces that I was like just blown away comprehending and like fully understanding demonic possession and how it functions. And then uh, there's satanic abuse and like all kinds of stuff and how that fractures the mind and, and stuff related to that basically. And so I just basically analyzed Buzz Aldrin's words and what he said in the moon landing from mm-hmm. a hypnotic uh, induced understanding comprehension. So like as somebody that knows hypnosis well enough that I've been able to do it, it's to some degree like that I can, I can say, wow, this is what I see. This is what I perceive, mm-hmm. you know? Um, this is what I'm understanding of that. And so looking through it was like, was like, wow, this is clearly the dude showing signs of hypnosis. He's like showing, like he shows aggression to any counter thoughts. So like when people get like really angry, like against a a thought, it's usually because that programmed thought, they can't reason it out. So -hmm. if you can't reason out the thought, it's usually because there's something stopping the reasoning. Like, so if you get like an um, uh, automatic response to uh, aggression, usually that's like a sign of a demonic oppression in some form or a sign of hypnosis. And so Buzz Aldrin violently punches a dude, <laughs> like literally is all he's saying is like, hey, just put your hand on the Bible and swear that you walked on the moon and he won't do it. And you're just yeah. like, why won't he do it? This is a really weird yeah, thing yeah, to why, do. Yeah, well, yeah, why wouldn't he do that? He doesn't seem like an overly religious guy and he was afraid to like, he didn't know. He could actually said, you know, what he should have said he should have said, God told us not to swear by heaven or earth. Just let your yes, you be yes. And yeah. you know. But it's like, but he obviously he didn't believe like that. For whatever reason, he didn't didn't want to do it. Yeah. And he just didn't want to just put his hand. He'd rather punch the guy in the face that, and possibly get sued. than just put your hand on the Bible and go, yeah, I walked on the moon. So what? Like, you know, like. Yeah, that would have been a pretty easy way. Yeah, that would have been an easy way just to get out of it, just to say, yeah, well, I'll, I'll swear. Like, guess there's video of it. Yeah, here you go. Then I walked on the moon. Here you go. Bump, done. Ask Stanley, um, Stanley Kubrick. He filmed it. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and so then there's that point. That's a whole other thing. And then yeah. studying that from a state of hypnosis, and then even the people on uh, the Challenger that exploded, and studying that from a state of hypnosis, I started to recognize that, dude, I think – I think all a lot of our moon stuff is like, like, don't get me wrong. Like we can go into outer space. I think we can go into upper orbit. I mean, satellites and phones work somehow. Like, you know, so like, I, I believe this is my own personal perspective. And I believe that asteroids actually come in and hit the earth in some way. So I don't think we have a firmament that's surrounding the earth. that's solid because how would the asteroid come in and hit the earth? I don't know. Well, here's um, here, uh, before you go too far into that. Actually, I just did some research on that. And I think that, I think sometimes the people who are into the flat earth camp, and the people who are into like whatever NASA says, they don't really understand what either either side actually says or believes. Because when I, we actually look into what the Bible says about the firmament, it actually says that the moon, the sun and the stars are under the firmament. So like the firmament mm. is actually could be who knows what, how far away it is. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? So like the point is, like there's waters above that. And obviously God's God's throne is above that. So it's like obviously all the things you see in the sky are all under it. So there's, there's no barrier to like what can come in and what can't. And what was interesting mm. is I just found mm. this article recently that they did a study in 2019 that actually said, cause I was, I was trying to figure out how far up does the atmosphere did they say it goes? Well, this thing, this, this is a crazy thing. And I said, you guys can all look this up. I, I posted this on one of my videos. 
was that there was this science. These are not flat earthers. These are like science guys, like NASA guys. They said that the atmosphere extends 392,000 kilometers away from Earth. And so what they so their contention was oh. that the man has actually never been outside Earth's atmosphere. The moon is literally huh. somewhere in the middle. And I was like, interesting. I said, that's a that's a very interesting point was like so many people are talking past each other. So put it this way, hmm. we could have gone to the moon and we still would have been inside Earth's atmosphere, which is which is hmm. kind of which is kind of mind blowing. So so the interesting part is like that the idea of outer space is like the satellites actually, you know, you can look this up. By their own by their own standards, the satellites, the uh, the uh, space station, are not outside of I think the thermosphere. Oh, okay, so so we're talking so we're talking about like there's still the exosphere that extends past it. So based on their own definition, none of that stuff is in outer space. And I thought huh. that I I found that fascinating that like that most people don't mm-hmm. know that even they say it's not outer space. I think that. Like in our mind, we see dark and stars, so we say outer space. But really, when it's like according to the Bible and their own their own science, not outer space. Interesting. Yeah. See, I just think of it as like you know, once something's so high up in the atmosphere, if you just give it a little push to the left, then as it's falling down, it actually is falling over, and so it just stays into an orbit on the outer perimeter of our atmosphere. So well, it's see, like that, an, a that, perpetual that's when we get into like, fall. Well, that's what we get into. Like, like, I don't know any of that stuff. Cause it's like, yeah. the, more, the more I've looked into it, and I'm sure the more you have, when you find out all the pictures are fake. Yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying like, I'm like, I'm saying like, I'm, I'm well, seriously NASA saying, was involved in creating Photoshop. Technology, well, I'm saying actually. like all the pictures are like fake. Now, yeah. I mean, that's what I, I, I can't even, I can't even stress that enough that like all the pictures they show you from those things, when you actually closely examine them, they're not real, especially when you know what the other fake ones look like. <laughs> I think I think that's the scarier part when you realize the other uh, there was a day I was looking this stuff up with my girlfriend and I was like and I was literally getting kind of I, I was giggling and then I was kind of getting sick to my stomach of, of like oh my gosh they've been lied to about everything yeah I was like the guy who was like with the over there throwing up in the corner because I was just like oh man I don't feel so good now yeah yeah once the recognition comes like that throw up feeling comes yeah you know it's interesting so like i i I actually have oh check this out i brought so i brought my um i have this chilling here here's my uh, oh my goodness here's my model of the earth and the sun in relation (laughs) i love this thing so this is what i had to explain to people i'm like look okay guys a lot of things are not true okay a lot of things are lies that we've dealt with our whole life and there's certain lies that I think are just pushed by the agenda to make you look like you're insane. I think flat earth might be one of those things where it's like, it's like, okay, like, honestly, like because of the way things stay up in our upper atmosphere and the way your cell phone works and the way uh, radio signals work and all these different things, like it seems that the earth should, you know, theoretically be round. And, but, you know, I think, I think some of these theories that they push out there, they, but they just do it on purpose to like, it's like, oh, somebody had this crazy theory. Okay, let's have so-and-so talk about flat earth. It's famous. Let's have this famous person talk about it to push that agenda. So that way more people get onto it. And that way more people think that anybody that's checking out the validity of stuff just seems loony. Like I've gotten several things on my videos that people are like, oh yeah, I bet you think the earth is flat too. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it's a way, it's a red herring is what it is. It's a red herring. It's designed to trick 
it's because once you get to the point, it's like, once you realize nothing's real and like everything's a lie, it's like, at what point does the lie stop? So you don't really know where the lie stops. So yeah. you're like, okay, it gets all the way to the point where you're like, well, this is a lie. This is a lie. This is a lie. And the earth is flat. Like, okay. The earth is flat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so this is how people, this is what happens. But I think they made it that way and they perpetuate some of these lies to make you look like you've gone over the fence to make you look like you're totally crazy and you're totally loony. Yeah, but I, I, but I like, that, yeah. Yeah. But like the earth being flat. I mean, I don't think, I think it is round. I don't think we've gone to the moon though. That's a whole nother subject. Like, I, I mean, I, I I'm guesstimating this is my own personal perspective. I think it's round just based on some scientific perspective and stuff that I've studied and the fact that satellites work, but I, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know. But the reality is like, like, you know, we can see some evidence, but we don't have evidence that we went to the moon. Okay. Now maybe we shot a rocket to the moon because supposedly there's a three-way mirror on the moon. I don't know if you heard of this, but we have like. Now that to me, that's one of the most preposterous things that what Neil deGrasse Tyson was, was repping that idea that, that we know that we went to the moon because we can shoot a laser to this mirror, but it's like, but guess what? Not everyone has the but only they have the laser only they have the laser yeah and i was like oh that's your that's the best evidence you got i was like that um bs yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> only they can shoot the laser that's yeah, powerful so it sounds like they can get to the it sounds like back. some some uh some guy you went to school with saying <laughs> he's got a girlfriend in canada oh yeah, yeah. she's does uh, she doesn't she's real shy though she doesn't really want to meet you or talk to you <laughs> yeah like, no worry, yeah, trust me She's, She's there though. She's there, I promise. <laughs> and so yeah, that, that mirror thing I've heard of, but I'm just like, I'm like, how do we validate it? But the reality is, okay, maybe even if you could validate it, I don't think it would be beyond our technology to shoot a rocket at the moon and it like crash lands and then sets up that mirror. You know, like, I don't think, I mean like this, so it's possible. Maybe, maybe we shot a rocket and it landed on the moon that you could shoot a laser beam at. Maybe I'll say that. But the reality is, did we go to the moon? Oh my gosh. You know, you can argue all the points and you can say all this and that, but, you know, Stanley Kubrick, you can bring him up and all the, the codes that he put in his movies. And then he got killed, obviously, and um, look that up. That's pretty yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. I mean, like, and he was putting in like these subliminal codes and exposing stuff like in his last few movies. He was he was literally, you know, and then the whole thing that he put out with the Eyes Wide Shut movie that he literally there was a discrepancy in the film and they wanted to cut out 20 or 30 minutes of the movie. I heard that. I heard that they cut it. They did cut out some stuff. And I was like, you can only imagine what they did cut out. And it was like, right. And so like, the thing is like, there's this whole like sort of pedo undertone in that movie too, with the, with the daughter. Oh, yeah. the well, I think I, 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 I had a feeling that that's probably what I cut. I have a feeling. Cause I, cause I recently just watched it. Cause I I'd seen parts of it before. And put it this way, it's like you're not getting a lot other than the, the, the kind of the famous scenes you probably see from the, just like a few clips. Yeah. But I have a feeling he got killed for the stuff that got cut out of the thing, not not for the scenes that, yes. that actually you see in the movie. Absolutely agree. Like it, it was the something that got cut out. It was the yeah. part that they wanted cut out that he said, no, I'm not going to cut it out. And they're like, listen, you're exposing too much of us. And he's like, yeah. well, yeah, but it's my movie. I made it this way. And they're like, OK, cool. Eh, dead and then they cut it out what do you want to bet they cut that part out so you have yeah. no clue what was in that movie that he was exposing but he did like sub like subvertedly expose stuff and then there's that famous clip of him talking where he's like kind of drunk talking saying that yeah he filmed the moon the moon landing and it's going to cause a 
huge ripple and like you know so like I, I mean it's it's pretty obvious when you look at the psychology i mean like you can look at the evidence the fact that we lost the moon the original moon footage got written over by accident oh so oh, yeah, oops that, oops that, that, that i said i was joking with, the, with some of these guys who were talking about it. i said that is some dog ate my homework type stuff. <laughs> yeah, straight we're up. Talking about, we're talking about if you believe it's true, yeah. you'd have to. I don't think anybody would, could really deny that that is the apex of man's achievement if it was, if it happened. Yeah. So, like the idea that that wouldn't, oh, that was the funny part was like, I was, so I was like basically, you know, backhanding each other arguments, but it was like that they don't have the data. And the reason they they don't they wouldn't have the data anyways is because the, the the machine the 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 tech was obsolete so they couldn't play the machine the the this like the like they couldn't use like the telemetry data anymore they couldn't use some of the sure some of the sure stuff. and I was like and I was like so wait a minute so the so the machine the machinery they had back then that got us to the moon is outdated but they can't go back right now so wait a minute which <laughs> yeah. which is it. So, so obviously it was good enough to get us to the moon, which we can't do right now. Yeah. But it was obsolete. Oh, but the machines were, you know, like, um, you know, the data's crap though. I mean, it's like, obviously it was up, it was Betamax, I guess, that they, they put all the data on. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's so, it's so obvious, like all the flaws and all the inconsistencies and all the, the data that, oh, I love that clip of that one astronaut who he's like, he's like, I could go to the moon in a, in a nanosecond, but you know, the, the problem is it's a painful process. We lost the data and it's a painful process to get it back. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. But I, I really believe that. Come on, come on guys. Like, <laughs> I, I think the one thing that's interesting to, to go back to Buzz Aldrin though, real quick though, is like that the mm -hmm. one thing that I think you, you can see, and I think this is this is the people who are into conspiracies like we are, like obviously we do some research and you have a, you have a theory about something Buzz Aldrin said. What you don't often hear is, what is the mainstream take on why Buzz Aldrin seems so inconsistent in his <laughs> later years? I mean, it'd be one thing to say is he's old and he gets confused and he says some things like that, but they just, they just don't let you like they hide that, it. That, that, that fact, that fact check that was done on your video was basically saying he didn't say you don't let, don't believe your lying ears is what they were trying to tell you. And what he, cause he, cause what you said was you gave an explanation of why he might've said these things. Yeah. Now they could disagree with you, but sure. but the fact that they ignored the questions once again actually raises more questions. And I think that was like in a lot of conspiracies, mm -hmm. and I won't even get into some oh. of the big ones. When you mm -hmm. find out that they don't answer simple questions, like well, then you then that makes you obviously your your obviously your BS meter starts to go up because it's like yep. wait a minute, <laughs> if it was true, why wouldn't they just answer that question? Or like yeah, the, the fact that they hide certain things, yeah, they like dismiss it and won't talk mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm therefore adds more question wait a minute because obviously guys like us will be like i think there's something here because they won't even talk about it and yeah. <laughs> once again you gave an you gave an explanation of why he might have said something funny but it's like aren't astronauts supposed to be pretty squared away guys like is it is it normal for them to go crazy see that's because that's obviously that, so that's your that's so either he went went crazy which they don't say he did say he is uh -huh. well then they have to explain some of the things he says now yeah uh, like, wait, like like what's going on with him? Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting because it's like when you think about it, like if a crazy person was going around saying, guys, we're secretly all ducks. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, we're all ducks. You just don't know it. We're all ducks. 
why would you censor that kind of video? Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like if there's a, if the crazy person's talking right. crazy, I mean, we don't need to censor that. It's like, it's entertainment. It's like, oh, look, look, the crazy person's talking crazy. But like, you only censor something when you're like, oh, guys, we, you know what? We might actually be ducks. We need to make sure people don't know. I know, <laughs> right. Like, That's right. You know yeah, I mean? As soon as, as soon as, as soon as Snopes decides to fact check something, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, right. Anything <laughs> Snopes says, I'm like, I never thought of that before, but now maybe it's true. I don't think I'll look into that. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, and here's the reality, guys. So, like, a lot of conspiracy people, you you judge people based off of, like, obviously the fact the need to fact check things makes we question stuff, right? It makes us question stuff. But the other component that makes you question stuff is is the facts themselves or the, the the genuine nature of a person okay a lot of times when we watch things and we decipher if this is true or not we're judging the person's attitude and their character mm-hmm. so like when the person speaks you're actually looking at this person you're going wow they seem they're speaking with conviction they yeah. seem really genuine they seem the credibility very real. credibility is obviously yeah and they, is everything yeah, exactly and so once you hear that person speak with with uh genuine conviction in their heart and in their soul and they're speaking you're like I got to look this up. Like, this is a little weird. Why is that guy so convinced? Why is she saying something like that so convincingly? Like, mm-hmm. okay, either she's maybe crazy or maybe some of the things she's saying might be, she actually believes it, you know? Yeah. And so when you when you look at the people that are involved in this kind of stuff, like Buzz Aldrin claiming he went to the moon, there's another way to mimic that behavior and people don't realize it. It's called hypnosis. Mm-hmm. So you can hypnotize people to make them give you a false sense of confidence. You can hypnotize people and make them give you a false sense of conviction, okay? And so people don't understand that like, the people that are involved in these situations, they're either hypnotized to believe said thing that they're saying, or they are, or they actually do believe it because of hypnosis, or they're a part of some lying agenda. But I think most people that are involved in these agendas and these cover-ups and these conspiracies like Buzz Aldrin, like he does speak with this conviction in some of his other videos that he went to the moon. And so obviously like there's some level of disillusion or disassociation or disconnection between what he's saying. So you got to think like, how does that happen? Well, that can happen with dementia. Sure. Maybe, but dementia mm-hmm. I think is a lot of times demonic, um, but it happens with hypnosis. It happens with hypnosis a lot. And so, so like a lot of these people that are a part of this agenda, I guess you could say that's going on in the world are, are actually under hypnotic inductions. They're under hypnotic states and they don't even realize it. Like they don't, they themselves do not realize the things that they're saying, or they themselves don't actually believe the things because they've been hypnotized and blocked certain memories of their behaviors and the things that they're involved in has been blocked and stopped. And I've seen this firsthand dealing with people that are demonically possessed when you pray a demon and it starts talking to the person and the demon leaves, the person will forget the things that they said. Like they won't remember their whole Mm -hmm. experience. Demons can wipe your memories. I've seen a demon possessed person touch another dude and the other dude's memories got wiped, bro. That was like insane. He doesn't even remember. He's witnessed some heavy demonic stuff in front of his face and the demon possessed dude touched the nape of his neck, the back, he grabbed him. And then like, uh, like it came off of him, but whatever. But like when he did that, the guy went into like this shock state and, and then he was there for the rest of the night and he seemed totally normal next day. Hey, do you remember what happened yesterday? I don't even remember. What was that? Wow. And I'm like, are you kidding me? 
like your friend just like manifested and started speaking in ancient Hebrew. What do you mean you don't remember that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so like, right. dude, the, the kind of stuff that uh, demons have possession over is memory. It's it's over the psyche. It's over your 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 functional, logical, hypnotic state induction. So a lot of people are like, oh, Jay-Z, he's not a part of the occult. Well, maybe he is. And maybe he just doesn't realize it. Maybe he's hypnotized to forget it every time he goes to one of these seances or these meetings. Maybe he's hypnotized to not comprehend or demonically possess. And this is a form of demonic possession, really. And so people don't know. They are, they're participating in acts and things that they themselves do not understand or even remember themselves. So that's yeah. even crazier. Yeah, and I, we were remiss if we didn't bring up, because um, I was watching, I watched Zoolander last night, and I was watching, of mm. course, because they talk about like the MK Ultra stuff of like obviously we know Operation Paperclip, and we we'll just talk about we'll just call them the Germans from the 30s who came over here, and you know they were all into the occult, and it's like so they were using LSD and all kinds of other means to basically brainwash people into like doing what they're doing, and so mm-hmm. I'm wondering too, it's like are there trigger words and are there words that kind of snap him out of it? Cause it's like, it's like at some points, cause he does, cause obviously we just put it this way. He said, we went to the moon. He's inconsistent. Let's, let's just yeah, say that. Yeah. And it's also just to say somebody's going crazy. I think that a lot of times that's a cop out because it's like, then you don't have to subscribe any motive to anything else they say, because that's like a conversation ender when it's like, he seems pretty lucid and almost everything else he's saying, except for the one thing he should be known for, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. You know, what does it just say? It's, it's, it's strange as all. And so like, yeah. so I guess the point is like, we're probably not going to know for sure what's going on with guys like him. But I mean, we know he was a Freemason, right? We, we like, we know all those guys who are on the Apollo, mm-hmm. the Apollo missions. Once again, the Apollyon emissions is like, that they, they were Freemasons and, you know, they're pushing a worldview. I mean, like I said, the it was the Apollo missions. The new mission is the Artemis mission, his twin sister, the goddess of oh, the moon. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh, oh did, did you hear that? So uh, what is it? Buzz Aldrin's mom's maiden name was Marion oh, yes. moon. moon. Yeah. And you guys looked that up. That's not, yeah. put it this way. Is it true? I don't know. He says it's <laughs> true, but I mean- <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he was told that that's true. And that's one of the reasons he always wanted to go. But I was just like, wow. Like if I didn't believe in like Jesus Christ and everything, I probably would yeah. think at this point we're living in the matrix because <laughs> like there's glitches when it's like, these kind of things are just so on the nose of like, really that's that. Okay. That's too weird. Yeah. That's just, that's just too weird. Glitches for sure. Like the Mandela effect. Which the Mandela effect is another form of hypnosis. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think at this point, the stuff like the Mandela effect, we're talking about like, of course, the more I'm like researching stuff and just like the the stuff they're putting in our food, the, the stuff that obviously we're mm-hmm. getting inundated with all, through our screens all the time. I mean, it is a, a, a form of mass witchcraft that they're doing like on us, like just like just magic, illusion, yep. everything. And I think that is like, to get back to the, the flatter stuff just for one second, because I want to be like, just clear about where I'm at with that right now. It's yeah. funny. I've had so many people pelting me with like, I couldn't talk about anything without like people talking about the shape of the earth. And <laughs> I think one thing I'm with you on is I believe that, that when, when it's all focused on the shape of the earth, I believe that's the psyop because actually at this mm-hmm. point, the one thing I'll give some of these flat earthers the credit hair. for, they, they, um, they challenged me on a few things and it was like, there's certain verses that are very clear about what the Bible says about like that, 
I believe at this point, I don't believe in the heliocentric model anymore. I believe that they're, they're, the sun revolves around the earth because was in book of Joshua, the Lord made the, the sun stop. He didn't make the earth, earth stop turning. Uh, I think it was in Genesis, is it one six that it was the, God made, uh, maybe that's when it's talking about the waters above, but it also talks about like later on that the, the, the earth was already created and then he made two great lights. Mm-hmm. So obviously God made the light before there was ever a sun and a moon. He was the light. And so like at this point, it's like, there's all kinds of verses about like the sun stopping, you know, like even I think mm-hmm. it makes the sun go back three paces. So I think to me, it's kind of like, almost like that God made a place just for us. And like, so, so I don't like, no, I don't know what it's shaped like. I don't really care. I think the main point is like that, obviously the, the sun is when you realize that the, where they got the heliocentric stuff from, they got it from like what Copernicus and Isaac Newton, who were, who, you know, they didn't get it from going up on a rocket ship. They got it from esoteric books from like the ancients. So, so kind of just mm-hmm. remember, just, just know that, that you're what they read it from where they learned their knowledge about the sun and the sun, the moon and the stars and the earth goes counter to the book that you believe in. So I think that, I think to, to main main thing is like, I just, I don't know how it all works. And I know sometimes people think I'm silly for saying that, but it's like the, the, the Bible says what it says at this point now. And I'm kind of like, I'm not, I'm past the point of like, if somebody mocks me first for believing yeah. something, it says like, I think to me though, when you get into like, what is it shaped like, you know, cause like, cause I think that, I think the psyop is like when they show you a pizza box with like a, <laughs> like a pie tray, you know, like a, like a pie dish over top of it. And they say, this is what you believe in. I was like, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't buy any of that stuff. I was, I, yeah. But I told you earlier, they said the firmament is above the sun, the moon and the stars. So it's like, how far, how high does it go? I don't have a clue. Like I, there are certain things I don't know. And I'm okay to say that I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but I think the real psyop is like, uh-huh. I think they do pr- try to push you into this one st- space where it's like defend this crazy thing and i think but it also causes other christians to resist things that are in the bible because they don't want to be called mm-hmm. flat earthers mm-hmm. when it's like hey just say i believe mm-hmm. in whatever the bible says about the the sun yeah. moon and the stars and and i'm okay mm-hmm. with that if, if that's contrary to nasa because by the way all your evidence for all your stuff is a bunch of fake pictures and fake video and, <laughs> and an astronaut who's very inconsistent about what he says uh yeah. about the moon <laughs> For all we know, I mean, like cell phones could actually technically be running off of like some type of like satanic occult witchcraft, <laughs> witchcraft, you know, radio frequency. Tesla, uh, obviously, you know. the, the Tesla stuff is like you, you get into like these these guys who were like basically he dreamed up these the the science through these yeah like literally through dreams and probably demonic uh, encounters. I mean, so like I, I guess I said we don't know how all this stuff works, and I'm okay with that at some point. It's like, but it's like. I, I mean, at this point, it's like hardly anything surprises me anymore. About, like, <laughs> you know, okay. crazy you, stuff. You find out new things. You're just like, it's like, oh my gosh, of course, of course. Of like course. I said, I think that's why we always have to go back to the Bible because it really is like mm-hmm. that. I think this is where, and this is obviously where I am. And this is where it's like, it mm-hmm. all comes mm-hmm. down to like, you have to have, like, just think about what Jesus talks about. Those who hear my words and do them are the ones who built them, their house on the rock. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cause everybody else is the one who built the house on the sand. So when the, so when the rains come and the wind blows and the flood swept away. And so I really feel yeah. like mm-hmm. that as, especially mm-hmm. as us in this space, this, the conspiracy, we have to have something that we say, 
Here's our base. This is this is this is this is the truth. I'm gonna check everything else versus this. And you know what? I'm gonna like stuff like Enoch. I'll spit yep. out the bones because I know what the Bible says about these other things. I can yep. learn from this, I can learn from other things, but it's always it's always tested mm -hmm. versus what we know is true. And that's what mm -hmm. always keeps us from getting a little too crazy. Like yeah. where it's like, I don't <laughs> I, I don't know everything. I'm just gonna say, you know, I'm gonna trust I'm gonna walk in faith in those things that I don't know. Yeah, we we have to constantly. I constantly have to determine like this is the this is the rule brick at which we go off of, and it's like I accept that the Bible is real. I accept that it is fact. I accept that it is literal. So like a lot of Christians are like, no, it's metaphorical. I'm like, I don't know about you, but I think it's pretty literal. <laughs> like, yeah, and you can call me crazy. That's fine, but I've got a whole lot of pyramids and Machu Picchu and physical evidence that can tell you otherwise. So like you can think you can think it's you can think it's metaphorical if you want. That's fine. I mean, but the problem is I think a lot of people that want to take the Bible as metaphorical is because they can't comprehend the vastness of God and the majest the majesty of God and the and the epicness of God. And it's like, okay, sure, believe in metaphorical Jesus. That's cool. I'm like, but that like look around you, look at the world that you live in, look at the science that you are supposedly think you know. Look at look at everything that's been built up until now. And you really think the Bible's metaphysical or metaphorical? Like, I mean, yeah. just, you know, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm going to take it as physical evidence in my personal perspective. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to believe the Bible. And I'm going to be like, hey, this is what he meant. And then, you know what? And if I can't find, and I'm going to look for it through life and through my personal experiences to verify that the stuff that I'm reading in this book is real. And so far, everything I've been trying to find turns out real so amen. far amen i think i think that's the main thing is like that that if it's if the bible's true which i've i've been i've seen over and over again it is like mm -hmm. it, you you might not be able to prove everything that's in it and i think that's part of the faith mm -hmm. but you won't be able to disprove anything and i think that's, that's obviously <laughs> you shouldn't be scared about the things like i think that's why you think about like always being give, given a, a defense being ready to give a defense and always be always being able to preach in season out of season be ready because it's like, mm -hmm. we have what's true. I think that we, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the, that is the comfort. That is mm -hmm. the hope. And that's the, that's the, where the, um, where the, we believe in God's promise is like, we believe it's true. And I think that's mm -hmm. actually comforting when you realize how fallen and how wicked this place is mm -hmm. that we actually aren't, we're not actually worried about it because it's like, we, we, we can trust in God's promises and know it's true. But yeah, I think that the people promises who, to keep who, us. the people mm -hmm. who want to believe it's metaphorical, I think it's, a lot of times it's like, okay, what sin are you holding on to that you think yeah. like what the Bible says is metaphorical? And it's like, yeah. a metaphorical Jesus is not going to save you. An yeah. actual Jesus, the real one, the one who's yeah. in, the one who's the word made flesh, that is the one who's going to save you. So guess what? Mm -hmm. You better believe in his promise because the metaphorical one is, you know, metaphorical. It's not going, yeah. to, save any, it's not going to save anyone. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so true. So true. And it's, man, it's, it's sad the world today, but you know, so many people, but God is, God is great. And he's raising up a whole new army right now and a new wave of people that people like you and putting out truth and exposing the, the dirt and the mud and being like, Hey, look, this is what it is guys. And people's people are waking up, you know, people are waking up and I'm surprised how many people are like recognizing it and like stuff is getting exposed. Like I never even thought it would be, but it is like coming to the light and people are like, dude, why would they be doing this evil stuff? If not, that they believe that it's real <laughs> you're like yeah. hmm so I, yeah i always feel like i always feel like that's one of the best ways to like get people it's like 
you don't have to believe in what they what they believe in. But, you know, I'm going to show you that those that, people actually believe it. And I was like, yeah, so then you're going to you're going to have to square that with the most powerful, influential people in the whole world. They say it and they believe it. And I'm going to show you how they live and how they do it. And it's like, so if you don't have to believe it, but just know <laughs> that they do. And so you're going to have to do something with that thought. And so like mm-hmm. to me, eventually that always leads back to, hey, might need a savior from <laughs> this stuff. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe you do. I don't know. So, but anyways, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap it up there. But if you have anything you want to close with, anything you want uh, to, to obviously tell people how to, how to find you on, on all the things. You know, um, go right ahead, bro. Sure. Yeah. Just, just uh, follow me on uh, Instagram, uh, Demon Erasers, or TikTok, Demon Erasers, or I'm gonna be putting up all the other like, you know, bit shoot and all the other things for the, the darker videos that you're not allowed to put on this the public social media. Uh, yeah, I, but need, I need to get on some of that stuff. Cause like I said, I don't really have a, a many places I can talk about all the, some of the stuff that we can't talk about on this. Dude, BitChute's a pretty good platform. I've, I've noticed okay. they get it. They, they, you can upload like terrible things there. <laughs> like, so they get, <laughs> they're like, they're like, you can upload whatever you want. Any conspiracy thing. So it's great. Uh, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, so I'll be on that stuff and just follow me. So it, I'll keep posting stuff. It'll be great. <laughs> Well, awesome, dude. God bless you, brother, man. I obviously I'll pray for your ministry, man. I'm really um, I was really excited that we connected and I am uh, hope we hopefully we can do this again, man, because obviously I enjoyed uh, uh, talking with you uh, as always, bro. Absolutely. Awesome, brother. Anytime. All right. All right, man. God bless. You know, maybe they are trying to build a portal to hell at CERN. I know what y'all are thinking about damn time. Yikes. Yo, y'all hear the new Space Force song? It's fire. Hocus Pocus 2's out, guys. Finally. has been is what will be that which is done is what will be done there's nothing new under the sun 